John, how's it going? I'm hanging in there. Chilling. J- just, just hanging in there? Yeah. I'm, I'm vibing. I had some checks mm. mix earlier. Let's go. It's it's hot here. I am I am the opposite of chilling. I am boiling. I I'm actually a little bit warm myself, and I I think I've said many a time how much I despise heat. Um, I hate it. I hate the feeling. Uh, I picked the I picked the worst time of year imaginable to start going through with my exercise plans, Whoa. uh, which involved me being outside and walking. Uh, not fun going for like 30 minutes plus walks in like 91 and up degree heat. It's- yeah, today uh, I went out, uh, I went to walk like a couple blocks to get something to eat today because I was like, I don't want to get delivery. It's, it's, it looks nice out. How bad could it be? And it was pretty hot. It, 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 it was pretty bad. Um, suffering, <laughs> suffering. Uh, weather aside, anything going on recently? Any uh, fun? You do anything this week? Um, let me think. Uh, I think I did this last week, but we didn't talk about it. But um, I watched the uh, I watched the essential film Drive uh recently Yo. for the first time. Um, so I guess shout out to that movie. That it's. It's it's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I bring it up because I was uh I was surprised at like I I just want to talk about it because like I I just saw it for the first time and like this is you know this is my podcast I get to talk about the things that I'm culturally behind them yeah I don't I'm catching up to of course I, I liked it a lot I consider myself a, a part of the of the Hotline Miami generation for sure mm-hmm. um so like I grew up on like listen to a lot of synthwave uh, I consider myself a big uh, Gosling fan. Uh, really love Blade Runner twenty forty nine. He really is just like me. Um, <laughs> all that said, uh, Drive did not impress me as much as I was expecting it to. Uh, I would probably give it a solid eight out of ten. Um, but it was a really weird experience to like have this cultural monolith that has uh kind of informed a lot of uh meme culture. Mm-hmm. Um, especially for uh synthwave obsessed uh young gamer men such as myself. Um, and just, and for it to just, like, be, like, an okay movie. Uh, I would recommend it, um, but, uh, it started to kind of lose me in the third, in the, in the last third of it. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen it? I haven't. Uh, Damn. I'm an avid movie avoider. <laughs> I yeah, don't, I don't, I, I don't watch many movies. Uh, I, I, I've probably seen less than 50 movies. That's a lie. That's a lie. I've seen. I've probably seen more movies than that. Uh, but I feel like I definitely watch less movies than the average person, which I am actively I like trying that... to change. Uh, I definitely also feel that sometimes. Um, because like, I I never really had my family didn't really go out to the theater a ton as a kid, so yeah, like, never really formed the habit, you know. Yeah, I I didn't start actively going to theaters until I was in high school. And had friends who would take me because my family isn't the the theater going type. Uh, I went a few times with my uncle when I was a kid. Uh, he took me to see The Dark Knight when it came out. Uh, oh. It scared me a little bit. I thought the Joker was scary. Um, 
and he also took me to see the Transformers movies when they when they were coming out. Which changed your life forever. Uh, which did change my life forever. I, I, <laughs> I'm an avid enjoyer of the first Transformers movie. I, I think you're insane. I think that movie is unwatchable. <laughs> I, I think it's, I think it's funny. I think I put it in like the same category as like the Digimon movie. Like I, okay. I, I, I have a fun time watching it because of how hilariously bad it is. Uh, the second one crosses a line to the point of it being like unbearable. Like, uh, the fact that they gave Devastator like like wreck a wrecking ball nutsack. Uh, you're you're anti uh, wrecking ball nutsack. I'm anti wrecking ball nutsack. Wow. Uh, but I did like the third one a lot, uh, and then the fourth one, I was like, I I can't do this anymore. That was the last one I saw in theaters. I I haven't seen the fifth one like at all because I pretty much gave up on the franchise. Uh, there's five mainline ones, and then there's the Bumblebee movie, which has now been confirmed. To no longer be a soft reboot, but a hard reboot. Uh, and they're, they're every every Transformers movie that's going to come out from now on is going to be in the Bumblebee timeline. Oh, thank God we got that confusion cleared up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Speaking of speaking of timelines and uh, oh, I love timelines. I love timelines. <laughs> Uh, do you want to talk about, uh, our reading from the Homestuck epilogue? I would, I would love to. I, I, I'm not even going to bother trying to, like, look for more stuff to talk about because this is, this is the moment I've been waiting for. (laughs) I I forgot how early it happened in, in meat. Uh, but this is, this is the moment. (laughs) There's a lot of moments in here. We got a lot of ground to tread, I think. We do. uh, Before we get to, to the very end of it. Um, but yeah, let's get started, shall we? Yeah. So... Uh, if we'll recall, uh, last time, uh, we directly left off on John and his crew of the, uh, younger, uh, pre-game over timeline, uh, incarnations of all his, uh, teenage compatriots. Yeah. Um, they, they, and they're, they're, they've arrived at the scene of, uh, Caliborn's masterpiece, uh, to, to, to throw down. And we pick up, we pick up, uh, directly there as we start Epilogue 2. Um, the first chapter of Epilogue 2, uh, two pages long, uh, basically one page long, um, the beta kids touch down, uh, we, we, or all the kids, we touch down, we start our fight, um, we are informed that the fight maybe didn't go down exactly as we were told, but the general idea persists in that the beta kids have been locked inside of the juju. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, we're fucked. I I love the way that this battle is handled. Uh we 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 when we were talking about Homestuck proper, we we towards the end we started talking a lot more about uh the narrative being antagonistic towards the reader. Mm-hmm. Uh and I would say that the when when the masterpiece is shown to us in Homestuck, that would count. Uh because it's a it's a very y- it's it's the battle. It's the battle that we miss out on. Uh, I mean, we miss out on the main Lord English battle at the end of Homestuck too, but it's it's. I would say the masterpiece is like a key moment that the narrative in Homestuck just kind of skirts around, and just it it just leaves it there to put the pieces together ourselves. Uh, mm-hmm. And then this 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 could have been like a a well described heated battle in the epilogues it could it, we we've seen how descriptive the epilogues can be uh mm. and it just elects to not do that 
it, it it turns to us and tells us you it says you 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 saw the masterpiece you know what goes down and then it just is we we cut to them getting sucked into the juju mm-hmm. which i think is I actually, funny <laughs> i actually have uh an interesting idea about why it's this way based on what we learned towards the end of the reading mm-hmm. um but yeah it, it 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 does go the way it does in uh in homestuck proper which is kind of like denies us the the details on this whole scene yeah um which we will inst- which will it'll instead give to us in the the beta kids fight with uh lord english um so yeah uh that, that that's that's uh chapter nine i guess um now uh let us move on to jane uh we get we get jane content go we get some uh proper jane content running boy howdy uh, in this one yeah. Um so we are we are shown a scene of uh, Jane alone uh deliberating on the uh, political circumstance circumstances. Uh Carcat's candidacy. Um and uh as she's thinking about it, she decides that this must have been uh Dave's idea. She realizes this must have been Dave's idea. Uh Carcat, not the type to uh get up to this on his own. Um and, uh, after some deliberation, uh, she, uh, somewhat self-loathingly decides that she needs, uh, Jake's endorsement to win this thing. Yeah. She decides to call him up. So she does. Uh, they have an awkward phone conversation in which, uh, she invites him over for the evening. Uh, and it's like, oh God, what am I doing? Yeah. Um, this, this is, uh, some... Interesting, this is an interesting introduction, uh, to Jane in the epilogues. Um, we get a little bit of, a uh, insight into some of her, uh, some of her thought processes. Um, there's a lot of attention called to, uh, I don't know how I would describe it. Um, her indelicacy with, uh, social issues. Um, yeah. uh, a couple notes of her, like, uh, in her head, she makes, like, a comparison of, like, you know, Carcat bursting into flames when he sees the sun like a vampire. And she's like, oh, is that uh, xenophobic against Kanaya? Uh, man, I can never keep these straight. Um, then, uh, describe, <laughs> was describing um, Dave uh, as uh, being inarguably the dimmest of his family's impressive ectobiological stock. And then uh, realizing stock is probably... Uh, not uh not gonna fly as a way to refer to people um yeah uh some some interesting stuff from a perspective here i'm not entirely sure how to like put into a framework i was wondering if you want any like comments on or like any thoughts on how jane is jane's pov is kind of given to us here um i don't know if i have much to say about it uh-huh. she's just kind of <laughs> yeah it, it's very much like we see her rationalizing it. Um, the there's the one where or, oh yeah, the big one is uh, when she's thinking like her own justification for running is like I have to run because Earth is at a boiling point, uh, and when I need to be in charge of the government to make sure that the uh, that troll uh, troll reprodu- reproduction is handled in a responsible way by humans who are the only ones who can responsibly handle it, not trolls. Of course, it's just realistic. Like, yeah, she's really, she's thinking some she's thinking some stuff in her head that is maybe not great. That uh, is just she's 
does sees does not see qualms with. Yeah. Um the conversation with Jake uh plays out, you know, in a in a Jake fa- in Jake like fashion. Mm-hmm. Um and yeah. Uh so from there, uh we let's see. I'm I'm my notes. My notes. Okay. We uh at this point uh next chapter we go back to John and the Beta Kids uh shortly after being immediately after being trapped in the juju, um. And they are uh trapped in the juju, um. John realizes this um the their powers are ineffectual uh in their colorless prison um, and uh as his uh as his friends uh shout each other through the walls of their cells to try to communicate uh john realizes that he's depressed uh he realizes that he is not happy um as he reminisces on uh all the years that he wasted and all everything that he regrets uh not spending his time well um as he considers like what could i even tell these kids uh would it make them happy? Would it make them sad? Like, what? What's even the point? What can I even say? Um, he thinks about Terezi, um, and how uh, Terezi, Terezi, no doubt would have kicked his ass into gear, um, and uh, would have been great if she'd stuck around, um, and uh, yeah, uh, the this is best summarized with the the last conversation in which John says, um, "All right, guys, the juju has to unload." Uh, sorry, everyone. Also, I think I might have depression. Fucked up. So yeah, uh, John has depression. Shocking, I think nobody. Yeah. Who has been paying attention? I with, back in back in 2019 when I was binge reading binge reading this. Uh, this part really fucked with me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think I've said in the past how how. John Egbert has consistently been the only character in Homestuck that I I kind of relate to, uh-huh. uh, and and for this to drop while while I was in college, and I was I was at a moment in my life where I was like, "Am I wasting my time?" And, and to see a character that I I've always related to just like face depression and and like just admit to like wasted time it 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 fucked with me a lot (laughs) yeah yeah and it's not even uh, i i agree to an extent too because like i also struggle with depression uh, yeah on and off um and like me reading this as somebody like in my early 20s uh early mid 20s um in a you know coming out of coming out of college into a world where the pandemic started and it has never really stopped like yeah it's it's pretty uh it's pretty um relatable stuff of like where am i like what am i doing yeah and what am i supposed to be doing like what 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 am i doing with these years and yeah uh it's fucked it's sad um there it is yeah yeah but uh, don't think I uh don't think I got much to say about that. Um Yeah, let's see, what else is there? Uh there's the the bit of it where uh, John imagines the battle going on outside that basically conforms to how it was described to us uh in in Homestuck in the Masterpiece. Um 
as directed by uh the commands that say use your imagination. Um, just throwing that thing, throwing that in there. Yeah. Uh, but that's yeah, that's that's kind of about it. Um, I don't know. It's that's what it is. What it is. All right. Now, the big uh Dave Carcat Jade chapter. Yeah. <laughs> you don't sound excited to talk about this at all. Oh, it's, it's such a fun chapter. Let's talk about it. it, it okay. It, it it's it, it it is it is fun. It's something. Okay. So, um, we we uh chapter twelve. We go to uh Dave Carcat and Jade uh hanging out at Dave and Carcat's place. Um. Dave is in the midst of giving a PowerPoint about their political plan of attack, uh, and it is it is boring. It is tried over, and so Jade decides to break the monotony by making a salacious comment. Um, let's see. Uh, Carcat uh, Carcat says something about uh, Dave just spewing bullshit out of his mouth. He's all heard it before, and Jade's response is. I'm scandalized, especially when there are much better things we could all be doing with our mouths. And that, uh, that, that's where it all kind of falls apart immediately. Um, yeah, somewhat, somewhat surprising. Um, so, in the wake of this comment, uh, this is apparently a situation that has played out a million times. Um, Carcat immediately, uh, responds negatively, um... And Dave just keeps talking, uh, just keeps that, keep, keeps the monologue rolling, uh, got, gotta just play through the awkwardness. Um, so yeah, uh, th- th- this, th- this, this is where we're at. Um, Dave continue, Dave continues his little monologue, um, and, uh, let's see. Uh, Jade uh, notes a bit of a little no homo moment between Carcat and Dave. Uh, a uh, elbow that she reads as a bit more loaded than uh, either Dave or Carcat wanted to come across as, mm-hmm. and she pounces on this to steer the conversation uh, towards her designs. Um, Jade uh, takes command of the discourse and demands to know uh, whether the three of them are dating or not. Um, to which Dave and Carcat are, uh, a li- little bit frigid on, the, uh, at this prospect. Um, let's see. Uh, we learn, uh, through this conversation that Jade has, uh, a reputation for being somewhat promiscuous at this point in her life. Um, which I can imagine probably a bit of a difficult pill to swallow for a lot of people reading this for the oh, first time. Oh, yeah. Uh, this was one of the things... Well, I mean, there's a lot of things that that I could easily point at we, that we've covered so far that people didn't like about the epilogues. But uh, the way Jade acts and is handled in the epilogues, a lot of people disagree with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's a little bit uh, it's a little bit jarring, uh, for sure. Um, the so the way that it's presented uh, in this, um, I, I, okay. So as the conversation goes on. Um, so we learned that Jade has, uh, been sleeping around a bit, um, and she feels, uh, or she expresses that, uh, she feels like she's 23, and 23 is a little bit old to be, uh, dating for fun. She wants to really find something, uh, find something a little bit more. Um, 
and uh, to to underline, uh, yeah, the the comment about uh, I'm 23. Don't you think it's a little old to be still be dating for fun? Um, no. <laughs> You're 23. Like, okay. Uh, so I the, the Jade really comes across as like very uh naive, which is really underlined as the conversation goes on. Um, and uh, she's. She gets a little bit of, uh, she's exposed and she has a little bit of a moment of embarrassment when, um, she slips up and, uh, makes the mistake of that Barack Obama was a fictional character. And then also makes the mistake that, uh, Nick Cage and Snoop Dogg are fictional characters. So, we get a little moment of, like, Jade, uh, kind of being like, hey, I want to, I really want to be an adult, um, and then falls on her face and, uh, embarrasses herself in front of David Carcat. So... A little bit of uh, Evangelion flavor in there, a little bit, I think. Yeah. Um, so let's see. Uh, Jade uh, goes on to pull up uh, the paint program of the TV to try to drop a shipping grid. Um, and uh, proposes that the three of them just get together in this big polycule, uh, which she calls fully automated luxury polyamorous space-time communism. Stephen Carcat, uh, again, a little bit frigid on this proposition, um, but as she leaves, uh, the two of them, uh, almost share a moment, uh, before it deflects and they just decide to go play video games again. Damn. What do you think of this chapter? Uh, I think it's interesting. I, I, I think, I think it's interesting that the epilogues have elected to explore this triangle, Mm -hmm. Uh, because, because as we all know, uh, back, back in ye old days, uh, Jade was shipped with Dave and Jade was also shipped with Carcat. Uh, yeah. But then Dave Cat happened. Dave Cat kind of happened. Dave Cat kind of happened. They're, they're, they're quote unquote, just friends. So I was like, I was actually surprised, um, by, by this because, I was kind of operating under the assumption that like Dave and Carcat were just kind of implicitly in a relationship, which I'd seem, which is definitely the case. Yeah. Um, but I thought that it was like it understood by at least them. Yeah. Um, and uh, like the revelation that they have that Dave and Carcat have spent the last uh seven seven years years seven years uh just so deep in the closet that neither of them <laughs> has seen the light of day uh since the green sun um I, I i i did not think that that was the dynamic that was going on here so i was uh i was surprised but i was also i was also really entertained by um jade here yeah uh, i'll be honest and say that i'm jade is like a, a character who I, I like, but I think that by the end of Homestuck, like, I w- um, I, I can't really count myself, like, as, like, Jade would probably not break, like, my top echelon of characters that I really like, so... Yeah. I'm not super attached to how she acted, um, but I, I personally am I'm not really offended by Jade being a sexual person, yeah. uh, in, in this portrayal of her, um... It doesn't bother me. 
Yeah, and, and I, I think it's fine. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't think we have much to debate. Because, <laughs> um, I, no, I, I, I just want to say that like, uh, a, a, a poly relationship between these three was kind of theorized from the credits. I think no, it was Act Seven, uh, yeah. because in Act Seven, uh, the three of them are having a picnic together, and obviously that means they're in a relationship. <laughs> I only have picnics with people who I'm in relationships with. Yeah, uh, but but this relationship was theorized for a little bit before the epilogues uh-huh. came out. Uh, I I I don't know. I, this this is like the only poly relationship that's kind of bothered with i guess in the epilogues which i think is interesting because like i don't know i i feel like i've seen more poly shipping in the homestuck fandom than like anywhere else and i feel like homestuck kind of lends itself more to it just because of like i feel like just because trolls are there it it feels like it, it it makes it easier to like set up poly relationships i suppose Uh, so Good. Sorry, but I don't know. I, I just think it's interesting that they focus on this one because this this one does get focused on more like throughout. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, it may just be that poly relationships are a little bit more difficult to write. I don't know. Maybe. Um. But yeah, I guess it. I I guess this is a this would be a a, a place to explore the idea. Yeah. Um. Uh, I think this is kind of also interesting character stew we've got going on. Um, because like. The, the the way that Jade is established, I think, is effective. Like, uh, the whole the, like the, this this chapter really serves to to paint Jade as like, um, very uh, e- very eager uh to be a grown up and like to be uh like to to settle down. Yeah. Um, or like at least you know keep moving along with her life. Um, the, I, the, no, jokes aside, like, the, the remark about, like, I'm 23, I think it's time that I, uh, stop dating for fun. It's like, I don't know, I guess there's different ways you could read that if, like, I don't know, if, may, maybe, maybe 23 is where she, it feels like, maybe, maybe she legitimately wants to stop sleeping around and feels like she should start putting more effort into it, but, uh, juxtaposed with, like, her not knowing that Obama was a real person, like, <laughs> I think that the the purpose here is to be, like, Jade probably doesn't understand, like, what the, probably doesn't really understand, uh, so has some growing up to do still. Yeah. Um, and I think that that's really interesting to put next to, like, uh, to Dave and Carcat, who also have some growing up to do, but, like, are kind of sitting on the opposite side of the fence where... They just want to sit around and play Tony Hawk and not acknowledge uh, their uh, uh, feelings for one another. Mm-hmm. Um, and Jade is just all too eager to to push it along. And uh, th- what what I I love how it uh, it leaves it out on is this chapter as well, um, where it describes uh, Dave and Carcat both silently caught in their own rationalization spirals. Um, I think that's a very fun uh, way to describe a scene. Like very get, gets very effective. Um, and then uh, the the tension at the end being diffused by a uh, let's go play troll Tony Hawk. <laughs> it, it, it's very it's very good. I I I enjoyed this chapter quite a lot. Me too. 
Um, let's see. Okay. Uh, moving forward. Alright, fun stuff. Okay, fun stuff aside. Um, we're gonna... Going back to John. Um, we attempt to go back to John, but uh, before we can be John again, uh, we get a special little uh, treat, I guess. We get to be Vriska briefly. Holy shit. <laughs> uh, Whoa! <laughs> but it's terrible. She's here! <laughs> yeah, so uh, at the scene of the final battle with Lord English... Um, we get to to see through Vriska's eyes for a brief moment. Um, in in her final moment of triumph uh, on the battlefield, uh, at the point where she, where she believes uh, is has been her reason for for existing up to this point. Um, so she deploys the house and she just wants to she deploys the juju and she just wants to take a moment to, to take it all in. Um, and as she soaks in uh, the glory of this battle and Lord English's awesome power. Um, she is struck by a fragment of shattered space time, uh, rapidly succumbs to her womb wounds and is sucked up into the black hole in the sky. Um, damn. Yeah. Uh, this was a, the horrible surprise. You didn't like this? Um, I mean, I thought it was cool. Like, I, I, I liked it from a sense of, like, you know, it's, I, I think it's good. But it is extravagantly painful. The, the, the Vriska haters are, are cheering. They're go they're uh, going crazy. This, the, she's, she's gotten what she's deserved. <laughs> she doesn't get to see. I don't know. I frown. I, I, I frowned. I frowned. I feel bad for Vriska. Yeah, it. Uh, but at the same time, this a... is this is the Vriska that was mean to the other Vriska. So it, it. I don't know. I'm conflicted on it. True, but like it. This just it to me. It just feels like this goes on the pile of like one of the rules of Homestuck is that one of the cosmic rules of Paradox Space is that Vriska is not allowed to have shit. Yeah. Um. No matter, be it which Vriska, where, when, or for what reason, uh, Vriska can never have shit. Um, and yeah, the I I do just I do think I do think her obsession, I I would call it an an obsession, uh, to see what happens is interesting, because it's it it reminds me of how pissed off people were when Homestuck ended and we knew everything that would happen we just didn't see it happen uh-huh. because that's be- interesting we didn't we we knew the masterpiece happened and then we didn't see see it play out we uh-huh. we knew that the the kids got sucked into the juju and would get spat out at the battle with lord english but we never saw it happen right like that that's what I'm feeling. That's what I'm getting from this. It it feels like an echo of that. The 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 reader being pissed off. Hmm. I in fairness, like we also never learned like how the ki- like how the kids got to the masterpiece in the first place. Um Well, I mean John zaps them in. Like that was shown in the masterpiece. 
it, it was always just an assumption that uh, they they trained on Earthsea and then zapped from there. Like, that was the, the fandom assumption. Yeah, but, like, you still gotta make, like, a, a, a jump. You, you gotta have, you gotta make some heavy inferences for that. True. Even if it's ultimately what ended up being true. I don't know. But, yeah, I, I can see that read on that. Um, I kind of, to me, that kind of came across as, like, just another, it, it felt just, I, 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 all, most of what I got out of this was just, like, very specifically, like, targeted, like, uh, the rules of Homestuck is that Vriska has to be tortured every time. I mean, there's that too, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I could, I could, I could, I could get on board with that reading, um, it being a meta thing. Uh, but yeah, uh, Vriska is sucked into Black Hole and presumably dies. <sighs> Goodbye, Vriska. Yeah. I salute you. Uh, b- before she's, before she gets, uh, Sucked into the black hole. Um, she gets a. It, it, it is noted that there is a. She gets a notification from Terezi, uh, but we don't ever get to see what it is. Um. But, yeah, it also it, 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 it feels both very like like uh, a story detail to notice, and also just a another personal gut punch for Vriska that like, right before she dies, like. Terezi like tries to get in contact with her, she just blows her off. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Fucked and up. then yeah. And then as as Riska is flying away, uh the kids emerge from the juju, uh, and John catches a a, a brief uh he, he he hears Riska screaming uh on the wind just as uh, as he enters, but uh, more than uh, more so than that, uh, he also notices that he is now at the site of his anime dream, where uh, the where paradox space uh, splits into, and reality uh, was it the moment reality yawns too wide and snaps in half. And that is the end of epilogue two. Um, oh boy! Yeah. It's happening. Uh, <laughs> all right. So, epilogue three. Um, chapter 14. Uh, this is... <laughs> this is a fun one. Okay. So, uh, The Seduction of Jake English by Jane Crocker. My um, God. Epic chapter. <laughs> okay. So, uh, Jake arrives to pay Jane a visit. Um, Jane, uh, in the, in the passionate throes of an imminently successful seduction attempt, um, Jake is beset by memories, uh, of Dirk and finds himself, uh, and the narration, uh, gets swept up in, um, comparing Jane to Dirk physically, uh, and... Um, mostly physically, uh, but also reminiscing the way that, like, Jake and Dirk treated Jake, um, and, uh, it really dives into comparing, uh, Jane and Dirk, um, as, uh, Jane is attempting to seduce Jake, uh, and Jake freaks out and, uh, runs away, um, 
So, in the, so uh, Jane uh, gives Dirk a call. Um, Dirk reassures her that he will handle Jake, uh, but not before admonishing her about being too nice to him uh, and how being nice doesn't work with Jake. Uh, but he cuts the conversation short before uh, as Rose intrudes on him in his uh, studio. Okay, so Damn, this one you, you really you really breeze through the seduction of Jake. I, I, I'm trying a new strategy where like I summarized it briefly for myself, and then I so I like have the events, and then we can go back and like discuss these in detail. Uh huh. So uh, just just to keep it structured, like easier for myself structurally. So. Let's talk about... Uh, okay, so since you're so uh, insistent, why don't we talk about Jane seducing Jake in more detail? Okay. Okay. Um, uh, what details do you want to talk about? Isn't it crazy how that happened? <laughs> <laughs> it's it's very funny. Um, the... <sighs> Jake is, Jake is a, a simple guy. Um, and Jane knows this, so... Jane uh, is wearing a night a, a blue dress. Um, she's got everything done up in blue. She's got candles set up everywhere. Um, it's a, it's not the world's most transparent attempt at seduction. Mm-hmm. Um, she she offers Jake scotch, which we know that Jake hates, uh, but will drink to appear sophisticated. Um, and uh, in his um. Excitement, uh, panic, uh, question mark, uh, he drinks the whole thing in one go and then coughs it up all over Jane. Um. Very cool. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, she, uh, she, uh, starts, you know, she comes on to him, um, starts, uh, talking about, like, how they've fallen apart. Um, and things rapidly escalate, uh, physically. Um, nothing crazy happens, but as, uh, they, as they, uh, I don't know what the, I don't know, as they, as they make out, which is what they're doing, that's Mm -hmm. what they're doing, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, Jake, Jake is consumed by, he starts comparing, like, uh, Jane's soft hands versus Dirk's, which are, like, calloused from, uh, swordsmanship, um, starts he like see looks at her face and she he starts comparing uh the shape of her face to Dirk's um and uh with a yelp uh he he jumps away uh grabs the scotch and flies out um yeah uh i feel so bad for Jake yeah i do too poor Jake um isn't it interesting how the narration just starts talking about Dirk? Yeah, isn't it? Yeah, isn't it, it really interesting how that happened? Yeah, it's a really interesting detail. Um, I think. Uh, let's let's see. Um, now we can, we can we can discuss that in the context of the last bit. But yeah, uh, both with the detail that comes up later, and like from Jake's perspective, I find this kind of interesting. Like, uh. The, the narration betrays something here, for sure. Yeah. Um, I think also, uh, that juxtaposed with Dirk talking about how, uh, like, Dirk says, like, you, uh, what was it? 
uh, the Jane can't be nice to Jake. Um, that's a that's an interesting, interesting thing to throw in to juxtapose in there. Um, also like in in the context of uh, we know that Dirk is Dirk describes his uh, the process of becoming his ultimate self as like him knowing everything about everyone all the time mm-hmm. was it yeah so yeah uh I- interesting that dirk is talking about how jane can't be nice to to jake uh when he probably knows that uh he definitely knows that jane is calling him because uh she just failed to hook up with jake yeah so yeah um i I feel a little bit sympathetic for Jane, I guess. Um, a, a little bit difficult given the the last one, but uh, it is it is an awkward scene for sure. Um, yeah, I, I want to specifically call attention to in this passage uh, the the bit where uh, Jake is having his little meltdown. Um, Jake swallows. He can't stop thinking about how Dirk kissed him the last time they didn't hook up. Which is a thing, of course, that didn't happen. So how can Jake possibly be thinking about it? Like, uh... (sighs) Poor Jake! It it just sounds like he is having the worst time ever. Um... I I think there's some... Some interesting, uh... Contrast to be had between... Like, this... And... Dave's relationship with Carcat, mm-hmm. um, Strider, uh, uh, Strider parallels, um, being that like, uh, Dave and Carcat are k- kind of mutually share in their um denial of their feelings from one another, um, whereas it sounds like uh, Dirk has kind of offloaded a lot of that onto Jake, uh, yeah. to the point where it sounds like he's like questioning his own uh like questioning his own memory or like his uh like Dirk has gaslit him so intensely that he's not sure what really happened he like freaks out here yeah um an interesting or it's it 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 gives some insight onto what the relationship with Dirk might be like um and does not does not uh ring good for him in my books. So yeah, that's that, that's uh that's kind of my thoughts on this chapter. Um I don't know. Uh any anything else uh that you found of note in here? Uh not anything that I haven't mentioned. Oh. Uh Nah. Okay. All right. All right. So moving on. Uh, chapter fifteen. Um. Yet again, we are back on the fight in in the battlefield versus uh versus Lord English. Uh, the end of all things. Um. Yeah. So yeah, this is this is the battle. Woo! So, the Beta Kids engage Lord English. Um, Rose is killed instantly. Fucked up. Un- unfortunate um jade is not uh much J- J- jade comes not much longer afterwards uh 
Rob, uh, the green sun having been sucked into the black hole has uh, robbed her of her first guardian powers, and she's caught off guard and uh, also assumedly slain uh, by a piece of stray uh, space-time debris. Yeah. Um. So, a couple seconds down, and already the fight is down to uh, John and Dave uh, and the remnants of uh, the circuit's ghost army. Um... John attacks, uh, but is rebuffed as Lord English begins to eat his hammers, um, in response. I found that to be a interestingly specific mode of counterattack. Um, I just think it's funny. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) When, when, like, it started, I'm like, why is, like, what? What's going on? Okay, sure, sure. Keep this thing going. Um, Dave Pettisprite, uh, makes an appearance, uh, joins the fray, um, to support John and Dave. Um, John is nearly killed, uh, when he, uh, he is wielding the Popomatic Vrilly Who, mm-hmm. uh, a, a classic hammer. Um, and Lord English, uh, gets his, gets his mouth on it, and John is just a little bit too sentimental about this one to let it go easily, and he is, almost is killed. Uh, almost is eaten by Lord English uh, as he fails to to steal his hammer back from uh, the creature. Um, he's saved by Dave Pettisprite, uh, who uh, takes him aside uh, and tells him not to move, since Lord English has almost, uh, as Dave Pettis says, uh, vored him to death, and has left his big gold tooth uh, embedded in John's chest uh, between his ribs. Um... So, uh, John is, uh, merely a bystander as he watches, uh, Dave, uh, also fall to Lord English, and Dave Petta reach mutually assured destruction, uh, with English. And then the battle is over. Um, everyone besides John is dead, and he's not doing too hot. And, uh, that's kinda it. Damn. It's, a uh, yeah. Damn. A uh, couple things you skipped over. All right. Uh, Mina was there. Details. Mina. Mina got Me- flung off somewhere. Mina does appear and is uh, subsequently removed from the battle uh, pretty quickly. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Tavros was there. Uh, OG Tavros. Uh, worth probably worth pointing out. Uh, but unfortunately, vaporized. <sighs> I did him dirty. I forgot to mention it was the OG, and uh, yeah, he kind of gets owned. Yeah. Um, this is a graphic battle. It's a it's 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 more than I expected. Um, also, it, like I did not expect the battle to be in like epilogue three. Yeah. Um. For, first of all, uh, if this was Homestuck, this would have been a flash. Uh, yeah. But it would not have been nearly as graphic, I don't think. Uh-huh. Like we would have gotten vaporized Rose, I think, because we've got we got va- we got vaporized Kanaya in game over. Uh, we might have seen like uh, we we may have seen Jay get impaled. Yeah. There's like a very I I see there's a light chance of like seeing Dave get decapitated. Actually, no, decapitation happens a good amount in Homestuck. Yeah. But not to Dave. Yeah, it's 
it's it's a little bit graphic. Um, a lot of major characters killed off uh, in uh, in detail, uh, pretty nonchalantly. Yeah. Um, I. I, I think it's interesting um, that it, this is, like, our big, uh, like, these are all the original versions of the characters, right? The, like, the original, original versions. Yeah. Um, and we have this chapter that just, like, nonchalantly murders all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, like, we kill, like, we killed Vriska, we got, Ta- we killed Tavros, uh, we killed... Rose, Dave, uh, Jade, and Dave, uh, all in one. Um, and even Dave Sprite through Dave Penna. Um, it, it, it strikes me as perhaps a little bit, um, of a statement that we have, that, like, we're pretty early on into the story, um, mm-hmm. and things are getting a little bit more, like, a little bit more adult, and we suddenly have this interjection where every, all of the, all the little kid versions of all the characters get murdered. Yeah. Um, uh, last episode, uh, at the end, I, I had asked you, uh, what you would have expected out of a Homestuck epilogue. Uh-huh. Uh, and, and the reason why I asked that is because I, I went around and I found a bunch of old, like, 2016 Tumblr posts of people saying what they wanted in a uh-huh. Homestuck epilogue. And pretty much all of them were were consistent with like what should happen, uh, and, and things that, that they think it would be fun if it happened. Uh, all of them were like, "We need to see what happens with the masterpiece. Mm-hmm. We need to see what happens with the big battle with Lord English. We need to find out what happens to Vriska." Those those were like the big things, and already. In, in meat. That's all wrapped up and solved. Yeah. Uh, so. Yeah. I, I, I just it, thought it was worth pointing that out. That already at this point. We, we have seen what most people expected to see out of the epilogues. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's pretty clear at this point that... um. The the actual battle with Lord English is is a secondary goal of this story because mm-hmm. we we have already checked it off. Um. Yeah. Uh. The actual battle itself. I'm trying to think. If there's anything in here that like I want to specifically comment on. Um. The there's the uh like the. Uh, commands inter- like interjecting the narration, keeping John like focused. Um, yeah. Which again, interesting given the context that we learned at the end of this reading. Um. Yeah, the <sighs> ham reading, pretty good. Um. Let's see. Uh. Yeah, like not only I guess not only is it like there are all like we have this big chapter of, like, all of our original characters getting killed off, um, and, like, we've addressed, like, the, the unanswered question already, um, but also, like, other, like, other random bits of, like, nostalgia thrown in there, is, like, we get a lot of, like, classic weapon references, um. I, I do think it's really sweet that John's really attached to the Vriska hammer. Yeah, it's sad, um, 
but it 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 I like I like that detail. Yeah. Um it's good. Uh, uh I guess, I guess I guess the big thing uh that's probably worth pointing out is that it was I think I think I brought it up while we were reading Homestuck, but it was a a a big theory for a very long time from from the the analysis community uh that Dave would die in, in the battle with Lord English using Cal Califwich? Cal- I do not ask me. The the cue ball Cal- sword. Uh yeah. which does happen. So uh everyone was right. <laughs> yep. Good for them. <laughs> yep. Um I, I, I question whether uh uh the um like Dave getting his head bitten off is like supposed to be like a Madoka Magica reference. It's been since like, I don't like that. It's been since like, I saw that show. Um, but uh, like there's everyone knows like the the yellow girl getting her head bit off. And yeah. I feel like her, she had something going on with time. I don't know. It's been since like, I saw that show. I didn't like it that much. But uh, I was like, whenever someone gets their head bit off uh in a piece of media that like came out after Madoka Magica, um. <laughs> And was probably written by people who were probably on Tumblr at the point where Madoka Magica blew up. Like, I, I wonder if there's, uh, that it's like a reference intentional or not. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know. That's I've the, never seen, I've never irrelevant. seen, I've never seen Madoka Magica, so I don't know. Irrelevant speculation. It's okay. I'm not the biggest fan of it. But I, like, I, I watched the first, like, ten minutes of it, and I was like, I'll do this at some other point, and that was, like, seven years ago. <laughs> I think that's an entirely fair process to go through with that show. Um, it, I guess it's like a, I guess it's a cultural thing, but mm-hmm. and it's like only twelve episodes. Or, it's like twelve episodes, right? So easy to knock out if you feel so inclined. I don't know. I'm not gonna recommend it. Okay, yeah. So everyone's dead. Lord English is dead. Um, and John uh is unconscious at the battlefield, the end of the world. Uh, with Lord English's big gold tooth uh stuck in his chest. Damn. So that's where we're going to leave our hero for today. Okay. I, I would like to say so, that uh, Dave yeah. Petta going out like that was a little bit awesome. G- good for them for going out in kind of a badass way. A L- little bit badass. Uh, flying up into the black hole like a fucking piece of garbage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's... Dave Pett is a weird character to feel like bad about them dot like leaving the story because they ended the story so abruptly, but like I'll take this as Dave's like, you know, heroic defeating Lord English moment. Yeah. Also just a badass description of like how it happens, like uh them like getting their claws into him and then yeah. like carrying him up into like that that shit was cool. Okay. So uh chapter sixteen. Um all right. It's it's here. All right. It's happening. <laughs> okay. So, uh Rose visits Dirk um uh to I I what was the the, the premise of their conversation in the last reading uh was Dirk invited her over to uh cuz he had a, a solution uh, or a way to alleviate uh her her suffering. Yeah. Um so we join we join them uh, mid conversation. Um, Rose uh, 
wants to talk about complacency of the learned. Uh, the novel she wrote as a child. Um, she compares it to the version of the book that uh, her Alpha Universe self wrote. The, the one that spanned many volumes. Um, but she comes to the conclusion, uh, or she has come to the conclusion at this point, the version that she wrote as a kid uh, is better. Um, that it really meant something, that it had significance to it. Um, the significance uh, she, well, what she's concerned about, or the details of it, are that uh, complacency, complacency of the Learned, uh, Rose's work, is a story about a group of 12 uh, young wizard children um, overthrowing the order of things, uh, but ba but uh, reaching, uh, no, re uh, plunging the world into darkness uh, as their pursuit of light and knowledge uh, corrupts them. Um, and they, they commit evil uh, as, a, as a byproduct of their ascension. Um, and she, she ascribes some meaning to this. Um, and she is... Uh, she's notably curious about the uh, the number of children in her story and the metatextual relationship that has to the number of characters in her own story that uh, she's in, a part of. Um, and how that, initially, she thought that those 12 children in the books that she wrote corresponds to the 12 trolls uh, who played the Session of Sagrub. Um, but now she... Uh, sees it, she likens it more to the 12 survivors of Homestuck being the, um, the four kids from each session, and then the four, uh, the three surviving trolls in Calliope. Um, well, and, uh, Dirk, uh, responds to this and is like, hmm, yeah, it's true that we do live in a story where numbers are significant and have meaning, um, in, in some, uh, vague way that only we can perceive. Um, Rose, uh, over the course of this conversation, continually grows, uh, visibly weaker, um, and she wish she at one point wishes that, uh, she talks about, uh, the pain she's going through, and how it's not really the pain that bothers her the most, but it's that she feels like she's trying to suppress something, um, that throughout this whole process, she could have the option to just wake up, um, and that would be so much easier, but she's scared to try to do that, because she's not sure that the Rose that would wake up would be the same person that she is now. Um, Dirk uh, kneels beside her, um, and uh, takes his glasses off and looks at her with his uh, bare eyes, which is apparently the first time this has ever happened, and he says, me too, I understand, I feel the same way. Um, I'm, I'm terrified of myself. And, uh, as he talks to Rose, um, she falls unconscious. And the last things she say are, uh, all the pieces in their place, the mechanisms all running smoothly. Um, and I'll just read, I'll just read the last, uh, paragraph here. Okay. She, she says this in a hollow tone. It's the disarming voice a puppeteer ventriloquizes for a marionette. Her head falls towards her shoulder slowly. Dirk catches her cheek as she slides into sleep. It's difficult for the untrained ear to spot the exact moment in their conversation when the words she was saying stopped being hers and started being his. Or maybe they were her words. Does it really matter? In many respects, they're basically the same person, aren't they? 
Kindred spirits in blood and perspective, the puppet masters of the respective games they'd like to believe they're playing. And then the text turns dirt color, and it says, but you already knew that, right? Holy shit. <laughs> Whoa. I, okay. I, I want to know what happened to you when you read this. <laughs> well, the first thing that happened was I read it again, and then I read it another time to make sure that I was seeing all the words. Mm-hmm. Um, and I still don't get it. Uh, well, I, okay. So, I it, it, I think I... Okay, I think I get the the idea. Or, like... Okay, uh, let, let's, 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 let's talk about the let's 17 as well, because I think we have to take this as a package. Um, okay. So, the last chapter. The last chapter of Blog 3, um, and the last part of our reading uh, for today, um, is a direct address from Dirk, as the narrator of the story, which he is, to us, the reader. Um, so, okay. <sighs> Dirk, uh... I'm gonna try to hit every point in here. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna miss some of it. Okay. I, a lot going on. Okay. Um. Dirk addresses us. He's like, no one else. No one else can, has noticed, but I know you have. Um, I didn't notice, but uh, I see it now. Um. He uh, he questions whether we're some kind of sick pervert. Um. Voyeuristically watching the, the the drama of him and his friends' lives, um, he questions whether it makes it easier uh, for us to read it this way of him narrating it for us, giving us some insight into each character's uh, inner thoughts. Um, and he asks us if uh, it makes us un- uncomfortable that all of these thoughts are being filtered directly through Dirk Strider, who is the one who was relaying it to us. Um, he makes it clear to us uh, that. He is a real. He's he's a character in the story with his own agenda. He has a a, a plan, uh, in relaying the story to us. Um, it's not objective by any means. Um, let's see. He talks about Yunus, uh, or the perspective character. Yeah. Um, and how uh, Yunus uh only sir like serves the story's purposes um he can uh he demonstrates that uh he can make anybody the perspective character for as long as uh he needs to to uh make a point um for example with a little bit we brought to be briska uh, a couple of chapters ago um and he says uh what was this? um john is a uh, only convenient in his unremarkableness as a pov character which is i guess like yeah, John has been written to be the the every man for us for a while in Homestuck. Yeah. Um, and the last thing that Dirk leaves us with is uh, I'm and I'm t- I'm telling you this because I have my own reasons that uh require me to reveal myself to you at this point in time. Uh, and now that I've made myself known, I can start moving my plans into action. Uh, John needs to wake up. And that's where it leaves us off. Okay. Um. So, Dirk is masterminding everything so far, apparently. Yes. Um, Dirk, uh, I, I, Dirk has been puppeteering Rose this whole time. 
I suppose, or mm-hmm. at least uh, Rose going to te- Rose coming to tell John that he had to go kill Lord English was part of Dirk's design, I assume. Yes, probably. Um, and yeah, and, and all of the all of the weird narration, uh, the weird parts of the narration, uh, suddenly make a little bit more sense, um, given that we are just being told this by Dirk. This this is the exact reason why I asked you how you felt about like the the narration, like quirks about the narration last episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it 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 it, it, it sneaks up on you, um, because like. Yeah, it's it's the aggressive narration is no Homestuck is no stranger to aggressive narration, so it really blends in pretty easily. Yeah. Um There was there was one moment during the Jane and Jake interaction where very briefly it switches from third person to second person. And I, I I didn't pick up on that until this reading. I was like, damn. It was here all along. <laughs> Wait, where is that? I'm trying to I'm trying to find it. Um Did I make note of it? I don't think I made Fuck note you. of it. Fuck you. I'll find it later. I'm a I'm yeah, a bad I... host. <laughs> <laughs> the the <sighs> Yeah, but I, going back to going back to that uh, chapter though, um, like we were talking, like like uh, n- now we can go back and talk about this in context. Um, all of the all of the stuff with Dirk uh, from like Jake's perspective um, r- really makes this hard to get like hard to unpack in a in a way I can be sure of. Yeah. Um, because. There's the angle where it's like the depending on how truthful it is from Jake's perspective, which, whatever, uh, like you know, sounds like if we're to believe what's going on, like Jake is very Jake is traumatized by his uh experiences with Dirk and like is uh incapable of having sex with Jane as a result of it. Yeah. Um. And from the and also like you know Dirk being the one who was relaying it to us, uh, strikes me as kind of curious that, um, he spent so much time focusing, uh, on himself. Um, it's, it's kind of hard to tell, like, how, what, what, like, how much of it is, like, uh, vanity, which, well, is gonna be part of anything with Dirk, um, like, self-centeredness, uh, remorse, um, it's hard to tell because, like, uh, I, I don't really know if there's, like, a ton of emotion that comes, like, uh, that's, that, there's a ton of emotion that comes through in the narration, but it's really hard to, like, pin it whether it's coming, like, from Jake or from Dirk or from what degree it's from both. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's the point. Uh, <laughs> that's one of the points. <laughs> Yeah, it, 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 it's, I, I, I guess so. Um, I, I like the, I like that it just says, like, uh, hey, somebody is telling you the story, and that somebody has, it, like, has an idea, has an agenda of, like, what they want you to take from it. Uh-huh. I think that's a really interesting thing for him to just throw in there. Yeah. Um, 
This guy's getting by interesting, it. I mean, <laughs> by interesting, I mean, like, literally just a true thing about, like, reading a story. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, th- this book was written by a person who wanted us to take something from it. And I, I suppose that awareness of that, like, acute awareness of that was a part of it. Um, I feel like this book is, like, trying to teach people, is, like, trying to teach me critical reading skills. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, like, also throws everything, it makes everything make more, way more sense in terms of, like, the direction that John gets throughout the battle. Um, like, whenever he starts freezing up, like, like, get back in there, like, fucking yeah. get your shit together. This, um, this kind of goes back to what I was talking about last episode, about how the epilogues in Homestuck are, like, vastly different experiences because of the differences in how much information is presented to you. Uh-huh. Uh, because Homestuck has a narrator. It, it it had multiple narrators at different points. Uh, and each of those narrators elected to give us certain amounts of information to service the story however they wished. Uh, uh-huh. And that that's present here as well. Uh, it's just that it's more of a core part of the story now. Yeah, it it's also like well, let me think about like our, who what what narrators do we have in Homestuck? Like, uh, what is Homestuck on narration? Like we early ha- on, we had we had we Hussie, had like kind of our yeah we had uh, WV we had Doc Scratch, uh, Caliborn obviously Caliborn. I th- I think when Caliborn was the narrator, uh, is when it started being like a a lot more impactful about the 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 what purpose does a narrator serve in the story uh which makes me start to feel like hussy was probably outlining the epilogues like throughout most of act six uh very possible yeah Um, very likely given how they does the stories fit together yeah uh yeah it's it's because, like, Homestuck, uh, throughout a lot of it, like, a lot of the time we had a narrate, like, it would call attention to the narration, and, uh, there would be, like, a moment where, like, oh, Eclipsia, like, we, we figure out that, like, uh, John is being narrated by WV at the beginning, um, and, like, the, the, we had, like, the hussy summaries that he would post up, um, we get, we would get those, like, uh, cuts to the the big the felt mansion where he was hiding out yeah um and we would like get these reminders like check-ins checks check-ins with the narrator um but like i I don't think that the narrator is accounted for at like every point in homestuck like i think that uh there's still her i mean yeah there's there's like long moments in homestuck where there's just not a narrator Mm -hmm. yeah uh, but I guess especially t- since it, like, you especially have the Caliborn stuff towards the end, so, like, I guess sh- shame on me for not putting more thought into who is telling us, th- telling us this story, but, you know, it's Dirk now, and, uh, he's got plans. Um, I, uh, I hope Rose is okay. Um, I hope that Dirk hasn't just absorbed her. That would suck. Whoa, that'd or, be crazy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Yeah, I, uh... Man, Dirk's been talking to me this whole time. What do I do with this information? <laughs> I, I, I do think it's a fun little exercise to go back to, like, what we've already read and, like, just pretend all the black text is orange. It uh-huh. it, it, it adds a new perspective. I can't read it anymore. <laughs> yeah, uh, from this point on, uh, don't expect to read read the apple if you if you're reading the physical version don't expect to read in low light conditions (laughs) (laughs) it looks like shit um yeah that oh yeah i was gonna say with the with like the masterpiece um i was wondering like if dirk being the narrator had anything to do with why we didn't like we didn't get any details on it um like whether he didn't want to personally go into that like he had like a personal aversion to the events of the fight um, or what? Uh, because we know that Dirk features like really heavily in that fight. Like he he's the one who seal who like creates Lord English basically. Yeah. Um. And uh, I'm all down for a good middle finger to the readers, but uh, it I, I can't help but think that uh, there's some more there. Uh, with the knowledge that Dirk is describing things that like. One of the one of the most arguably like one of the most important things that Dirk ever does in Homestuck uh, is just skipped over uh, yeah. while he's telling us the epilogues. Yeah, could be. So I, I find that to be a, a, an interesting detail. Um, is it? Oh, I, okay. I was pa- <laughs> I was paging through my my copy and I landed another line from the Jake and Jane sequence that i i want to bring up yeah i want to at least call attention to um which is uh immediately after like jake is questioning uh or, or jake uh is having a hard time about uh the time that uh him and dirk didn't hook up um the the narration que- there's like just like a paragraph break and the narration just questions um is it some is it just some sort of pavlovian response that's making his heart race like race like this um, which is like it, it break from topic sentence, new paragraph, break from previous paragraph. Yeah. Uh, Dirk is Dirk speculating, uh, either Dirk or Jake speculating on like whether, uh, like Jake, the, like if Jake is only responding this to Jane because he's so used to it, but with, with Dirk. Um, so there's that. Uh, yeah. Well, anything else in this reading, um, or like what we've read so far, that uh, you want to talk about in context of this new reveal? Um. Uh, I think it puts. Jane's presidential candidacy in a bit of a new light. Yeah. Um, it it sounds it from her perspective, it sounds like she does believe in that you know, uh, troll population control is an important issue. Um, but given that we given that like we had a whole we like this whole thing of like Dave, Dave persuading car cats get into the race. Um. It does not strike me as particularly unlikely that that is a as a parallel to whatever Dirk is uh, 
puppeteering Jane into. Yeah. Um. Yeah. There's that. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> what a reading. What a good reading. I'm still liking these. Hell yeah. Uh, the... <sighs> yeah, I, I, I love the bit where... I, I love the, uh, Dirk's address to us. Um. Yeah, I, 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 I think it's such a good moment. Uh, I, I, I remember when I read it the first time, I, I had to, like, get up and walk away from my desk, uh, when this happened, because, like, <laughs> I was reading the Dirk and Rose conversation and and like when I got to the end of it, I was like struggling to understand what exactly what was going what was going on. I reread it the entire page like maybe like five or six times. Yeah. Uh and I was like, okay, I think I get it. And then I turned the page, saw nothing but orange, and I was like, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. I don't get it. <laughs> yeah. Uh it, it's it's really cool. Um, I think again, like, I I don't know if like any I don't think that any of these uh th- these cons are like particularly groundbreaking. Like, I don't think that like this this idea that like you know when we read a story, we're being told somebody by someone somewhere, and like they have ideas that they're putting to the page, and they include things. Everything is included for a reason. Every perspective change is included uh, to make some kind of point, even if that point is just how worth like meaningless it is. Um, like not a not a particularly complicated concept, but yeah. like a, a, it, it, it's it's fun and it's done in a way that like fits really well with Homestuck. And I think is like uh, Homestuck continues to explore some of these ideas um, in its big multimedia internet fashion uh, yeah. in ways that I'm really enjoying. Hell yeah. Uh, and uh, I'm not, I'm, I, I'm, I'm not checked out on horny Jade yet. Uh, <laughs> I, I really enjoyed, I really, one of my, honestly, like probably my single favorite chapter um, of this reading was this whole thing just because it paints such a, vivid picture of where all these characters are at. Um, and it sets them up for just uh, utter interpersonal disasters moving forward that I'm so excited to see how they uh, fail to grow up out of the situation. Hell yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, let's... <sighs> Alright. I think that's what I got for this reading. Um... Uh, do you have any more uh, comments, anything you want to go back and touch on? Uh, or should we move this one along? Uh, I think we can move along. Alright. Um, I suspect... Well, what are we reading next time? I'll just, I'm not going to steal your thunder. Uh, next time, we're, we're going to be reading Meat Epilogues 4 and 5. All right. It's gonna be a bit chunkier and... than this one. Let me let me check the let me check the index uh, for how many pages that will be. So yes, yeah, that's a that's that's a little chunkier. Okay. Well, it's gonna get uh... crazy. It's gonna it's gonna get wild. <laughs> All right. Um. Well, 
Uh, I suppose uh, we can wrap this one up, then? Yeah. All right. Well, in that case, uh, you've been listening to a Homestuck podcast. I'm Aiden. I'm John. John, uh, would you like to thank our patrons? Yes. Shoutouts. Extend our first shout-out. To the Big Eight. Tezrak. Danny. Caffeine. Gareth F. Simon Martins. Corin. Ina E. And Darsh. Thank you for money. Thank you all so much for money. Um, if you would like to join uh, the, the those illustrious names John listed there, you can go to patreon.com slash hpcast. Uh, and uh, you can uh, give us some money. Uh, you want to get the episodes early, you want to get your name read, uh, all that good stuff. Uh, check us out at uh, patreon.com slash hpcast. Um, and uh, if you're not interested in giving us money, uh, totally understandable. I wouldn't be either. <laughs> um, in that case, uh, also shout-outs. Uh, shout-outs uh, to all of our listeners in general. Um, like always, uh, huge pleasure to have anybody along for the ride. Um, and uh, any support for us anyway means a lot. Um, a lot of fun. Having a lot of fun here, uh, especially dug in, digging into the epilogues, uh, which... The, the, the most controversial thing on the entire internet. Um, I would like to extend our third shout-out, uh, as always, to Alex, our artist and editor. Um, Alex, just the greatest, uh, enables everything we do. We would not have a show without him, so thank you so much, Alex. Uh, you are the GOAT. Um, and I think with that, uh, we will see you again next week uh, with Epilogues uh, 4 and 5 of me. Um, see you next week, guys.